Welcome to the Man Clan Podcast. In this episode, we're going to encounter the Holy Grail and the transformative power it holds in the Arthurian legend about the Fisher King. Join me as I share with you some of the insights in this portion of the story that inspires us to become a man worthy of choosing. The Story Occasionally, some traveler would chance upon the king, fishing in one of his locks or streams of the vast woodland, and would be directed to his castle, high above her surrounding hills. Only a few received an invitation to enter and stay for the night. Those who were, were told, it's only a short way down the road, turn left and cross the bridge. Few were the travelers invited in, but those who were spoke afterward about the nightly feast served by the king. As the story went, there was a grand procession preceding the feast. A fair damsel would carry the patent, the plate that carried the bread at the last supper. A handsome knight followed, carrying the lance used to pierce the side of Christ on the cross. Still another champion carried the grail itself, which glowed with a light from within, bringing the procession to a climax. Each person at the feast, it was said, was offered the chance to drink from the grail and instantly received the wish most dear to his or her heart, whether he or she spoke their wish or not. Only the king, lying groaning on his leader, was unable to rise and take the healing of the grail. In the morning, the traveler would thank his host and leave. From these few... The legend grew of the Fisher King, the king of the lost kingdom of the Grail. Point number one, only a few received an invitation. In this portion of the story, there's a part that I want to highlight, and that's that some were directed, as it said in the passage, and some were invited Life has a way of dividing men. The king sees something within the travelers that sets some men apart from others. There are those who seem slightly interested in in matters of significant making, and then there's others that hunger and thirst for them. What kind of man are you? What does the king see in you? Do you live with meandering, casual ambivalence that lends itself to a life of mere chance? Or are you a man that lives in such a manner as a man that bends divine attention and favor towards you? This reminds me of a passage in 2 Chronicles verse, or chapter 16, verse 9 in the Bible. It says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose hearts or whose heart is blameless towards him. What kind of man are you? Point number two. The nightly feast served by the king. There's a line in the passage we read that said, Few were the travelers invited in, but those who were spoke afterwards about the nightly feast that was served by the king. And this this reminds us that all true wishes are granted at the feast of a king. 
what is given to us, arises out of being with us. That means like all deep and meaningful things are born out of relationship. Literally, life is born out of intimacy. And this is reflected in the passage in the Bible in Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, where the woman speaking says, As an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. With great delight I sit in his shadow, and his fruit is sweet to my taste. He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. This speaks of the king who only presents what is most sacred to him to those he deems worthy to see it. Another passage that captures that heart of the king is in Psalms 25, verse 14. In the Amplified Version, it says, The secret of the sweet and satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear and revere and worship him, and he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. Too many men live shallow and uninvited lives because they spend themselves on meaningless things. They give their, they give their time, their talent, and their treasure to passing pleasures instead of the mysteries of the king's castle. Are you one whom God would grant pearls? Or do you live a swine life, uninterested in kingdom treasures, content rather to wander and wallow in the filth and fantasies uh, fantasies produced by men who are frittering away their lives? What kind of man are you? Point three, the bread, the lance, and the cup. Now we see in the passage that describes these three elements a great mystery. Here we're presented the greatest mystery of all mysteries, the elements of the Eucharist, communion, uh, or uh, the table of the Lord, depending on your tradition and your exposure to it. Eucharist is, is an ancient word meaning thanksgiving. And in these elements of the bread, the lance that pierce Christ's side, and the cup that we drink from has become known as the grail, that cup that Christ shared with the disciples on the, at the Last Supper. Um, we're presented with this mystery of all mysteries. It's an invitation to drink God's blood and eat his flesh. It's a sacred invitation of the deepest and most transformative kind to take in God to feast on the divine, to receive of his life, to become partakers of the divine nature, as the Apostle Peter put it in his second, or his letter in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, that becoming a partaker of the divine nature. That's to be truly transformed, to be truly impacted and changed at the deepest level. The legend of the grail is fixed in the imagination of the world, but the truth of it is an invitation. It's an invitation that confronts every man to think beyond himself, to look outside himself, to abandon the idea that he alone is enough. Man was created to commune with his creator at the deepest, most existential level. This passage 
portion teaches us that there's a table set, but each man must take the cup himself and drink. Point four, the wish most dear to his heart. In this passage, it says that each person at the feast, it was said, was offered the chance to drink from the grail and instantly received the wish most dear to his or her heart, whether he or she spoke their wish or not. Wish fulfillment is central to the imaginations of humanity, the desire to be granted what we want. This crux of desire is also central to the meaning and madness of manhood. Many men have gambled everything on seeking to fulfill some driving desire that they wished for. What a man wishes for is a profound insight to the type of man he is. The grail strips away the illusions. doesn't matter if what you truly desire is communicated even with words. The grail knows. Many men are often out of touch, even with their own true selves. They're living as actors in the plays of their own life. They're one person at home. They're one person in marriage, at work, among their children, at church, in the gym, and in the pub with their friends. But an encounter with the grail is illuminating. It's a light of revelation. It reveals what is hidden in the depths of the soul of a man. So what is your posture towards the divine light? Are you a man of shadows or a man familiar and comfortable with the searching power of light? Will you flee the feast out of fear of becoming known? Can you handle the truth and come face to face with your true wishes? The grail is dangerous, but in order to move from the curse of being, quote, too ill to live, but unable to die, you must drink from it in the presence of the king. But the real question is, will you? What kind of man are you? That's the question of this passage in the story of the Fisher King. In the next episode, we'll explore further the mysteries of manhood and how the story of the Fisher King can help us become the men God intends us to become. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again at another time.